0: This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets, where, Chris, we talk about this all the time. There is always a reason for you to sign up for the news feed and get these exclusive discounts and or free stuff. I mean, uh, lately, we've been getting free tuna, uh, free steelhead, and uh, there's always something great either happening or in the horizon. And all it takes is to sign up for the newsletter or the
1: website. That's simple. And sneak peek next week is 20% off all Italian wine. And that would be specifically February 7th to the
0: 9th. So you can see the progression of wonderful things that happen if you're part of the news feed. What else, Court? Well, they right now, they've got the Sumo Citrus. It has arrived. If you haven't tried uh, this fruit, it's the biggest citrus of the season. And you pointed this out, so easy to peel.
1: Yes. And when it comes to citrus, big is important. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Big and juicy,
1: and that's what these are. Yep. Because they are fantastic. Also, uh, February 5th to March 3rd, check out Zupans.com for all the details on Ciao Italia, featuring amazing products from Italy. And you know I have a special, I have a special love for Italy. I've been going there yep. every year. So it's really nice to come back from Italy and then- See some of those we, We've said
0: this before. Short of going with you on your trips to, to Italy, go to Zupans and check out all the great uh, quality stuff I think they have. you'd do both.
1: Sure. Why not, why not do both? But the easiest thing to do is to head down to one of three Zupans markets in town. Mm-hmm. Where? West Burnside, Lake Oswego, and McAdam. And also, very easy to go to Zupans.com.
0: All right, here we go. Time once again, Portland's food scene podcast, and a classic edition. Are, are we loose with our uh, terminology? Classic edition, or do we just think these are great episodes?
1: Both. Okay, they're everything you want and more. Sure. In a right at the fork
0: episode, or in a podcast episode. Yeah, period. I know. I know people tend to get kind of up at you when you're like, "This is a classic," and you're like, "It's only a year old. How can it be a classic?" But for us, this was a great conversation, and we thought, "Hey." People should be reminded of of it. Well, here's the interesting thing. This is a little besi- behind-the-scenes uh, podcast
1: information. Sure. That our data shows us that every month, about, you know, it varies month to month, but about 50% of listens are back into our archives. Right. Now, they're usually in the last year. Recent, th-
0: yeah, the more recent. In the recent, recent year, year. But- passed.
1: What is interesting is it shows two things. People binge listen, mm-hmm. right? They, they hear about it. Right. They listen. But secondly, that these episodes, um, we like to bring them back because we know that people haven't necessarily heard them if they're a year or more older. Sure. And they're just as relevant. We try to make this podcast evergreen. By that, I mean, we don't necessarily want to talk about events that people are doing. So when you listen to it two years from now, that's long gone. Right. So in this case, you're going to hear from Jen Topliff of Runes about her experience starting this wonderful business that's really caught on. Their Runes are these wonderful macaroons Macaroons. that are delicious.
0: The best you'll ever have.
1: Yes. And a variety of flavors. And we get to hear about the process of starting it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, she started just making these and people said, you should do this. I think she was making them for like her husband's coworkers or something like that. Right. I thought it might have been the school. See, this is a classic. We have to go back and listen to it again. We don't even remember. To remember. Yeah. And so um, the other thing I recall is that uh, she had appeared on Shark Tank, and you and I can't remember whether it was before
0: this episode or Or after after this episode. Right. But we know at some point it happened. Right. I think. (laughs) Don't don't call us on it. Sure. Or Jen, call us on it. Call us on it after you listen to the podcast and say you guys were completely correct or completely wrong.
1: Right. And here's the thing. The downside to having Jen on as the classic episode is she, I, she saw me mention that on our Instagram feed, which, by the way, people should know we don't really tell them that much. No, is food podcast PDX right. At Food Podcast PDX, she saw me mention to her that we were going to run this rerun. And she said, oh, we should talk again. And I said, well, it's a little close to the rerun. So maybe, you know, towards the end of the year, we'll have to we back on again because she always has something to say. Oh, and, and, if, and if you also, follow
0: her on Instagram, she's going gangbusters.
1: Right yeah, now. she's great. And I just loved having her in the studio. She was really – I love when the conversations are really easy and there's a lot of fun to th- things to talk about. And not only that, she had – in our seven years of doing this podcast, she's the only one who wore sparkly boots. True. In to that's a fact. Podcast. So, uh, and we talk about that as well. So this is Jen Topliff from Runes, which I believe you can find at most local grocery stores. If you go to eatrunes.com or even I, I would imagine it's at eatrunes on Instagram, um, you're going to see where you can pick up a beautiful package of runes. And it's a really, that's a fun thing you can take to friends out of town if you're bringing them a little love from Portland. Moons, mm-hmm. and here's, speaking of a little love from Portland, here's Jen Topliff.
2: Right at the Fork is brought to you by the Toro Bravo, Inc. Restaurant Group. Serving Portland since 2007 at Toro Bravo, Mediterranean Exploration Company, Tasty and Alder, Tasty and Daughters, Shalom Y'all, Bless Your Heart Burgers, and Gastronomic Society and Event Space, Plaza del Toro. For restaurant and event information, visit torobravoinc.com. Zupan's Markets, inspiring you with the best in food and wine. Local, family-owned Zupan's Markets provides a unique grocery shopping experience for Portland food lovers. Excellent products sourced locally and from around the globe with delicious chef-prepared meals for your convenience on West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Visit Zupan's.com and sign up for your exclusive deals and promotional offers ringside hospitality group owned by the peterson family for 75 years ringside steakhouse has long been a portland landmark famous for its steaks world-renowned onion rings and unsurpassed service and now with extended happy hours where you can enjoy a wide array of dishes on the bar menu for half off visit ringsidesteakhouse.com and make a reservation today and by portland food adventures Join right at the fork host Chris Angelus for once in a lifetime luxury food and wine vacations with his Portland chef and artisan friends in 2020. Urdaneta's Javier Cantares takes you to magical Spanish Basque country for 10 days in April or explore beautiful and rustic western Sicily in October. Contact Chris Angelus through portlandfoodadventures.com.
1: Port, have we ever seen boots like that before? Anything like that? Nope.
3: I'm an individual
1: with. I got that. I I, I got clued into your individuality over you, the weekend when I started looking at your website. Uh, you did. The about us section is <laughs> uh, the first thing I could think is, you know, it's got to be because <coughs> she can go and pick out whatever strain of marijuana she wants.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sober, weed sober, weed sober, weed sober, yeah, since, um, art school, it, 1996 was the last oh, time you're I sober smoked weed. Time? Oh, okay. Oh, just weed sober.
1: Yeah. No, no, I, no. I, but I'm not accusing you. It's just, it's <laughs> adorable. You did Thank a you. whole, you, you did research on how to do the best about us section of a website. And instead of actually doing the thing, you talked about what not to do.
3: Isn't that so much easier than, than just doing than just trying to be the best at doing the thing.
1: You've 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 latched on to my whole way of living life <laughs> is, is go go for the negative first and then see if you can somehow get to the positive.
3: I mean, it makes for a far more interesting
1: read. Yeah, no, I think so. And and it was much easier.
3: I did. I wasn't like constantly tr- thinking, "Oh my god." Compared to everybody else's about us page, is 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 it better? Is it worse? Is it entertaining? Is it not? I mean, well,
1: it's not your typical. Uh, uh, PR about (laughs) us page. So what it does, which I think is great, and here's court with water. Yay, water. Get that water going.
3: Oh my god. Mon Dieu.
1: I have some of the best coffee too, if you want a sip of that, if that helps.
3: Oh thanks. I already had I already had one today. You don't want to see me on two. You didn't
1: have any Proud Mary coffee, so
3: I did not have any Proud Mary coffee. Proud
1: Mary Ethiopian, which I have decided. I was actually on my way in today, thinking I got to talk to Nolan and say, "Listen, I'm going to give up my five varieties on my in my kitchen on my cat counter, <laughs> and maybe I'm just going to go bulk with what you see if I can buy bulk your coffee because it's, it's." I so follow good. them
3: on Instagram. Their their stream is rad. I mean they they are so legit. I have not gotten over there yet, but oh, it's like God. my I'm dying to go.
1: It's uh, one of the most unique food experiences. You know, restaurants you yeah. can have in Portland, plus there's that whole coffee thing. So I'm not a wine lover, but okay. you, but he can tell me stories about sourcing the coffee all day long. And then you can go back for cupping, and it's it's pretty cool. I, not that they, I don't think they offer that to everybody, but I've gotten to know no You might one, just be very special. I'm lucky, because a couple of times I've been lucky enough to be there when the cupping has been going on. and It took me a while to learn how not to get my slobber all over their <laughs> coffee. But I, it's I think cool. so I used to live in California mm-hmm.
3: and driving 45 t- minutes to an hour anywhere would be no big deal. But right. I've lived here for four years now and we live in pretty deep southeast over by Reed College. Mm-hmm. So getting there is like more of a mental barrier than a than an actual oh, barrier. I you mean, it's I so sad. No, I have no sympathy so for you
1: whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> because I live in when I'm in Portland today yes. and tomorrow, I live in Southwest, so everywhere I go, oh, I have to battle even traffic. even more of a schlep yeah, for you. So, but I'm so used to it, I don't care, because there's Smitted. nothing over there, not much, that in I can Southwest? access. In Southwest? Yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm over, you know, pretty close to Mountain Park. I I'm don't in even po- know I'm where that Portland. is. That's how far away well, it must be. you know be. what? Most people who live in the other three quadrants of Portland <laughs> don't even know where Southwest is. They think, <laughs> they think you've been, you know, abandoned and probably <laughs> should, ses- I should. we should secede. You, you, you might be in the ocean.
3: Well, you might I'm, be so far southwest that you're in the
1: water. Okay, so that I don't know if you know about me. I, my real home was in Manzanita.
3: I love Manzanita. It's oh the best. my god, I love. There used to be in a, a restaurant there. I'm so sad it closed. It was, it well, was so fab. I wanted well, to just sometime, call it Amazeballs, Balls, but I know I'm not allowed to use that word. You so. can
1: use Amazeballs, Balls, I guess, but I don't can, want to disrespect. You can, you can talk to Heather about that restaurant with, in relation to Blackbird? me. Oh yeah, there's a story there. I uh, I think I I alluded to it once on the podcast, but I used to live above her. Oh, and and uh it, I know a lot of chefs, right? I know Yes, I imagine. And I lived above the one that was the most difficult <laughs> and the and and uh the least nice, put it that way. Of people that um you know, I went there for and let's not make this about that, but I went there for the. I lived above her in the, above the. I the would have dinner there every things. night. So I went the opening night. We, she and I. It's a really fun Your enthusiasm story <clears throat> beforehand. Hey, but I went with my son. Opening night, sat at the chef's counter, and she didn't even nod. Or thank me, or or it's the give worst. me. Yeah, and so no matter what our problems were leading up to that, here's the guy who lives above you who knows a <laughs> lot of people who are for years have been asking what What about Blackbird? And I just, uh, it was a really tough answer for me because it's like I got my personal opinion, and then if you want if you want some good food, yeah, you'll get it there. So. No,
3: that's so hard. That's I mean, I, that's a real catch twenty two for a person who cares so deeply about food and in right. the community, and yeah, I get that. That's also, that's just not the spirit of service in the industry. It's like,
1: I mean. Right, on. right. But anyway, so I eventually put up a blog that no one, I don't think it's up anymore because I changed my website. But Was I it up, called Don't Eat at Blackbird? No, no. It was uh, It was actually just uh, my recommendations for the, that area of the coast because everybody was always asking me. So it it's needs so to be tough. updated.
3: It's so tough. We love going to Manzanita. We go every year and it's always, it always feels like, there are so many great places missing, so many kinds of food missing, but from what we understand, tell me if this is true or not, but the service industry, a lot of the people can't afford to live there and work there and stay there, so they have a really hard time getting um,
1: employees. Yeah, and reliable employees and good employees right. who understand anything. So the pizza place, Marzano's, oh my closed God. Down. Oh. It, it just does <clears throat> take out, yep. which is actually okay because one of the best aromas... Other than your runes, <laughs> which we'll get to shortly, <laughs> would be that sausage and roasted onion pie on your way home in my closed-in windows, closed in the car. Take that home. But so they, they're dining room only, and some of the other places have tough time. But anybody who listens to this podcast knows or follows me on Instagram knows that I've fallen in love with Salmonberry Saloon out there in Wheeler. So there okay. is now what I think is a you know, ru- <laughs> ruined my, I, I had this interesting negativity about, I, I'm glad there aren't some good food out there because I lost a lot of weight. I'd w- walk and not worry about going out to eat. I'd save my... Good for you. My, my So my food experiences were generally limited to when I was in Portland a couple of days a okay. week. So Anyway, enough about me.
3: So, I mean, I love talking about you.
1: No, no, no. We've, we, have, we, have, we don't get a lot of criticism on this podcast, and I've mentioned this before. We have one lady who keeps, who's written me numerous times and said, you have to stop talking about yourself. <laughs> and so when I go into it, I'm painfully aware of it now. But, you know, a podcast is different than a CNN interview. So. There's no chirons at the bottom of right
3: the, and, of the screen. There's right,
1: and part of this is just a, you know between the two of us, whatever we're talking about is fine. I think I want people to get to know you. Thank you, and, and get to know your personality, and you know. Um, <clears throat> uh, Do you
3: want to, people to know that I I haven't exercised in like 18 months, which is why I keep coughing because I <laughs> ran five. Five blocks across the Is, city to get here on time. I,
1: you can explain <clears throat> everything. Oh my, I'm it, feeling really a, guilty about about a, that. Right. So um, that's good. And it's not a smoker's hack. No, it's no, it's super not a just smoker's point hack. Just that out. Just so a, so people I not. had a
3: baby and stopped exercising and then was forced to park like five blocks away I, and race t- I gave you all here. the
1: information. You could have parked under the building.
3: No, all the parking lots in downtown are full oh, today. Oh, this one's
1: full. Oh, e- okay. Every everyone. I wonder what's going on.
3: Something a Cyber Monday people are like taken to the stores to I don't know it's it's they backwards. should be
1: home on their computers <clears throat> that's what I thought so how old is the little one that caused you to stop their their fault that you're not ac- exercising any longer I'm pretty sure it is his fault his okay. his fault we
3: have two girls um, Grace is ten and Hazel is eight and then Hazel. we started way back at the beginning and I have a nine month old little boy named Doc oh wow
1: yep okay yeah crazy. so all right um. I just, I'm curious, you're way too young. Did you ever see the reruns of the show Hazel?
3: Oh, the of the, she was a housekeeper or something. She was the housekeeper, <clears> right. right. I heard about her because when we <laughs> told my parents that um, we were going to name right. her Hazel, Better my mom my was age. like, yeah. oh my, oh my God, really? But, but she's not a great person, this Hazel. And oh, I she
1: thought, was pretty cool. Oh, I don't know.
3: I don't know. My, I don't know. It was, it wasn't. It wasn't favorable, but the, the really funny thing is that I really, really wanted to name her Haley.
1: Okay. I wanted uh, to name our well, first daughter Haley. My has a daughter Haley, so that's...
3: I thought it was a really great name, so when I was pregnant with our first daughter, I kept saying to my husband, can we name her Haley, and he kept saying no, and I said, okay, but can we name her Haley, and he said no. He babysat some girl named Haley when he didn't was a kid and her. really didn't like her, so apparently his whole life, the name Haley has a stigma for him, so we named our first daughter Grace, and... When uh, when we went in to find out if it was a boy or girl with my second daughter, um, my husband said, we're not talking about names until we know what gender it is because we didn't want to argue about it. So the doctor literally says, "Okay, do you want to know what you're having? And we said, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, And you both said that in unison. You know, maybe it wasn't so unison-y. Maybe it was more me than him, but...
1: Because <clears throat> we disagreed. That, how about that one? One wants to know and one doesn't. Oh, that's so you hard. You can't do that. That's so... so it no. was our, I think it was our real first disagreement in our marriage. You're so lucky. Well, yeah, kids changed everything. But at any rate... So, so the I'm doctor glad- says, Okay,
3: it's a girl. And the first words out of my mouth were jokingly supposed to be, Can we name her mm-hmm. Haley? But by accident, I said Hazel which was second on my list, but, and he was like, yeah, that's great. I love it. Okay. And I was like, her name is, ha- oh, wait, what did I, <laughs> did I, did I say Haley or Hazel? I said Hazel and it's duck
1: um, and it's great. And she's yeah, no, it's great. And good, yeah. the three great names. Doc is an interesting name.
3: Doc is our favorite character from our favorite book, which is called the power of one. And it's about this South African boxer who grows up in apartheid South Africa and um, he's befriends this PhD professor von Wallenstein, and he's and the main character PK calls the professor Doc, and he's this inc- incredible character. He's uh, spiritual and philosophical and thoughtful, and plays music and, and is loving in the most incredible way. and um, And the book really means a lot to my husband Brad and I.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. Um it's, it's kind of got an informal ring to it, but it's cool, too, Thanks. at the same time. We just but. hope he doesn't
3: become a doctor, because that would be
1: awkward. Doc, no, doc, I, doc. okay, that would be actually pretty cool, Doc Doc. Do you think? Yeah. I'm not so sure. You don't want to, well, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to wish that profession on, on him, but <laughs> uh, I, I, I suppose it's a good profession. But, <laughs> but good name choice. Thanks. Do I detect yes. a Canadian thing going on over there? Out, uh, about, uh, yeah. house.
3: Yeah, I so, grew up in Toronto.
1: Oh nice.
3: Yeah, then, have you been?
1: Uh not since a long time. Okay. So I'm, I took my boys up and we um we Got. We stayed at the hotel at the at the ballpark and watched a, a game. skydome? Yeah. So I have two sons. We watched. Uh, we ate peanuts and watched <laughs> a baseball game in our underwear. Oh
3: my God! So cute. So
1: I, I just had to do that. I said, guys, take you. Let's just watch this in our underwear because we can.
3: There have there have been people watching games
1: doing much worse. You're right. And by much. the way, by the way, <clears throat> they didn't they didn't go with it. I, so I kind of took it off and said, all right, I guess I'll put it back on. <laughs> but <clears throat> it was a fun thing. It's a good I town. Didn't, I didn't run here. You, so <laughs> what brought what brought you from you went so there's Toronto. There is. And then there's if
3: you're from Toronto, you don't say the second T.
1: Just Toronto.
3: It's like here, if you call it Couch Street, you know you're not from here.
1: Right. You have to call it Cooch. Oh, there's the, all of them that you have to learn. What to are the here. what are the other ones? Well, you have to learn not to call it Willamette. Oh yeah, for sure. And you have to learn to, the big one is not to call it everybody in the East Coast calls this Oregon.
3: Oh my God. I can't I can't <laughs> stand that. It's, it's, sorry, sorry if I offended well, anybody who calls it
1: Oregon, but it's... But I it's did just, until I got here. That's what we were taught in elementary schools us. is Oregon. We
3: didn't learn American geography, so I didn't have to, I didn't have to mislearn it my whole life before uh, I, I just uh, didn't know any American geography.
1: Yeah. So you knew Canada pretty well? I, I,
3: mean, I did. Uh, I can say all of the lakes. there
1: towards the North Pole, you were, you were getting, you knew... Moose and igloos and all kinds of stuff like that. Wow.
3: Yeah. No, um... I grew up in, I mean, Toronto is much like Portland in that a lot of the neighborhoods that are sort of, they're not suburban, but like there's a lot of residential neighborhoods in the downtown of Toronto. You don't have to go very far to be in beautiful tree-lined streets and homes and neighboring communities and stuff like that. So it was a really urban uh, childhood, really fun. I love big cities. I love the I love the energy of Toronto. I think it's really European and metropolitan, and I miss it. Actually, really, I miss it.
1: It's, it's, how it was long a great has it been place. since you were there? I left in
3: 1994. I graduated high school in '94. And
1: let me tell you, I was going to think it was later.
3: Thank you. No,
1: I really did. So Thank that's you. I appreciate that. It's, that. Uh, you're, yeah, you're less than 20 years from my graduation, and I would never think that. So I'm
3: pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty enamored with Botox and um, <laughs> I think you drink enough wine and you have some Botox and, right. you know, like... Well, also your do, boots
1: keep <clears throat> you young.
3: They do. My pink sparkly your glitter p-
1: stilettos. As a of fact, we've never done this before because we always try to snap a picture to put as a little thumbnail. Okay. It has to end up square, but I've never stopped the podcast to make <laughs> sure we get it because <laughs> so often we miss them. Did you, did you get one? No. But I'm going to get... Right now stop look, move the mic a little okay, bit away down. so we can see your face cuz there you go and we got the we got the boots too. Perfect. <laughs> Great. So that's
3: done. <clears throat> that's some 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 sparkly dead air right there. Yeah,
1: so we're not going <clears> to <throat> have the problem that we don't have the shot. So <laughs> Good, on, I don't want the the typical publicity shot that everybody else has. I don't and I It's don't like my
3: about us page, right? You got to you got to <laughs> do the the anti, the the
1: opposite, the right. And if someone's on a publicity tour, this is not the <laughs> podcast for them. They can go and be on other ones. But so I, I had uh, a teacher at art school. Mm-hmm.
3: His name was Roland Young, real famous graphic designer, designed like a million famous record albums. Really cool guy. And his mantra <clears throat> was two plus two should never equal four. And he just he like beat that into us at school. Like never do the expected always do something different that's how to really stand out
1: don't you think you had that in your nature anyway but that's just been something that you has confirmed that you're okay by doing your about us page a little differently
3: i think it confirmed that i'm really bad at math i do art school math which not not helped by this two plus two does not equal four situation mm-hmm. don't ever have me do equations or like last minute math it's it's do not good you, but do you
1: get them do you get the the runes right in the box at some point we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. at some point yes. we're going to talk about what you do but do you yeah, get, can yeah. you like there's got to be a count multiple to nine right so there's Thankfully, so many across i have so ten many fingers so right. I can,
3: I could, I could make a box of runes with 10 up to 10, Right. but I only currently need nine and we have boxes of four and six and nine and individuals. So, and there's lots of other people who can do math at the bakery when my skills fail me.
1: Good. Cause my mom couldn't even, we had, well, I had one brother and she would sometimes make three burgers. She couldn't get that <laughs> right. So
3: I'm Jewish. So I always cook for 12, even if there's only two people in the room. So I'm, i I literally don't know how to cook for a small amount of people. It's uh, probably try math one, related. Try one. No, no. One buying one carrot or one whatever at the store is so pathetic and sad. It's like I have to have an abundance of things. I well, like I'm to I'm buy just things in numbers.
1: I, I cook for one now a lot, and it's not. It's not great. So
3: it's, yeah, cook for more. Yeah, maybe well, you should have so some like dinner parties
1: or. <clears throat> I would, but I'm kind of out there. So to get people to come for a dinner party is a little rough. I used to have parties all the time. When I lived in uh, Lake Oswego and then Guilford, Connecticut, I had I used to kind of, after like I, a got divorced, I got divorced, I got kind of known for parties. Are you a big party? Do you,
3: I love hosting. I love when people come over to the house. I love having people over. I know
1: that right now because of your sparkly <laughs> boots. <laughs> You're obsessed and, with boots. And, and then boots. <laughs> I've also noticed all your jewelry is awesome. And you got, what do you got going on oh with Oh my your God, nails I'm
3: obsessed with manicures. Um, I go to Best Nails Club. It's the best nail place oh, in town she's giving a plug oh i have to she's my girl and i see her every month and she just does crazy wild hand painted out there what do you nail have on art. there now i have um dripping red louis vuitton pattern mm-hmm. and then i have three-dimensional
1: mouths on each of my thumbs oh my god i need a picture <laughs> of that Three, and so was there, this is going to be the
3: most fo- photographed um podcast maybe yeah,
1: here hold on. I'm Okay. Okay. There you go. That's going to be your your, um, avatar for this. (laughs) Okay. So um, do you leave that up? to What was her name again?
3: Chi 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 -chi. at Best Nails
1: Club. So do you leave that up to Chi Chi? Is it like, what do you want to do today? And you let her go wild with your, or do you, did you have the idea for the the mouth, the lips?
3: Oftentimes it's a collaboration, a creative collaboration. And how long does this take? It may or may not take upwards of two hours each time <laughs> okay. maybe, um, and um it's it's a full obsession of mine, I would say, but it's a creative outlet for me. It's so fun. it um it, she's just an extraordinary person to spend a couple hours with and to have amazing fingernails and um,
1: Should you do your toes too? Sh- no,
3: no toes. Who has time for toes? I got, yeah, well, I got I'm, fingernails. I'm
1: figuring if you have time for fingers, you got time for toes.
3: I think my best manicure was um, from <laughs> Chi. when we started selling runes on Alaska Airlines. Mm-hmm. She painted the Alaska Airlines logo on my thumbs. Wow! Like the you know the Eskimo guy on the tail of the right, planes. Right. So everything's by hand. She uh, she probably took thirty minutes on each thumb just to paint that guy. And did the whole Alaska logo and my logo on my hands, and oh. it was—I um, mean, that's a write-off, right? It's like yeah. Market- and how long marketing. does that stick?
1: How long does that?
3: uh maybe like 4 weeks
1: is it dep- so you can, yeah it's a write off and you can depreciate it cuz
3: <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's hardware on my on my nails right now <laughs> exactly it's, it's
1: it's coming off but, <laughs> so you realize with the millions of people who listen to this podcast yeah. you're not going to be able to get an appointment with Chichi at next time because <laughs> I
3: mean no all that's, gonna call. that's all right that's all right she's my girl she's 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 the best it's okay
1: wow that's, yeah. that, I have to say it's quite impressive. I'm not Thank someone who you. always notices that, but it's interesting. It's been a discovery process having <laughs> you sit there. <laughs> and so the first thing was, oh, you got this really cool military what you, if it's a jacket yeah, sure. jacket jacket on and and then as we sat down, it's like, oh, there's the boots and oh now it's just a discovery process. I, I have
3: the whole no tattoos. Should
1: be. We should from you now just on. just describe we should, what I'm wearing? <laughs> anybody, anybody who comes in here, it's a whole fashion. It's just. I a, think the,
3: the show just pivoted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, what's the what's the show that um, the Fashion Police. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I don't watch that. with um with Joan Rivers before she before she died. Oh
1: yeah, I guess. Well, I kind of probably caught that. at uh, Back in the days when I would actually have a TV on to see the Oscars or something, that doesn't Not happen so any much longer. I don't know. I feel
3: like so many people to probably just, don't even like all the young people don't don't even know Joan Rivers.
1: Yeah, no. Sad. She's I have amazing. a I have a ticket, ticket number one hundred. What for Joan Rivers' TV show? <gasps> it was the first <clears throat> show ever oh my God. on Fox, the <gasps> Fox Network. Oh my
3: God! What year?
1: uh 91 i'm gonna think ninety ninety one. i gotta find it it's in my house i've i put it on facebook before it's the first i never got to go my brother had contacts there and he sent me the ticket to go and i never went (laughs) but it was the first ever show on fox i I should have gone and just to say yeah and just made sure you know to paint these guys as well that was not fox news that was different so um Sorry for going there. Let's talk about runes. <laughs> Finally, okay. Heather, Hey, you want to talk about runes? Did we just make our, our friend Heather Jones like actually stand up and cheer? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so She's gonna be like, so like thirty eight minutes in, you started talking about your bakery. I That's know, good. Okay. That's good, Jen.
1: It's good, and it will be fun to have to revisit the the moments when you know Heather can critique the podcast <laughs> afterwards. You look forward to that. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Plaza del Toro. Isn't that nice? Yes. Who has it better than us? And anybody who is going to go to Plaza del Toro. Right. So, and we're aware, you and I are aware, and some people are aware, that Plaza del Toro is moving, or by the time you've listened to this, has moved, Mm -hmm. to uh, the Pearl. And they're going to have a First Thursday event that people should look forward to every First Thursday.
0: As they welcome people to the Pearl, uh, that's what one would do. Yeah, the grand opening launch party takes place at 7 p.m. February 6th at the new location, 1203 Northwest Gleason Street.
1: So that's the old, if you if you remember, that's the old Trader Vic's space, which was a
0: long time ago.
1: Sure. So, but now you can identify it, and it's exciting. It's a big space, and you know when the Gorums put something together. It's going to be wonderful, and when they throw an event, yeah. it's a party. I hearken back to our initial interview with John Gorham years ago, mm-hmm. where he said what he wants to do is throw a party at his restaurants every night. Right. He wants that the, that to be the atmosphere, and that's what Pla- Plaza del Toro encompasses. So, for instance, on February 6th, at that grand opening, they have complimentary bites from their new seasonal menus, a sneak preview of ferments from Toro Bravo's new sushi concept,
0: hanoki, and spinning by DJ Jimbo very nice uh, they're also gonna have a full bar a wine list available for purchase featuring some of their favorite local winemakers and distilleries and uh, as with anything mark your calendars and uh, go check
1: it out at Plaza del Toro pdxcom right now but so you're here not because you because of your manicures nope not because of your kids nope but I'm sure they had some influence in your Life to get you to where you are with this product called Runes, which you just said was served on Alaska Airlines, which is a pretty big coup for someone who hasn't been doing this for that long, right? <clears throat> so it, it is, it's been a crazy whirlwind of a year. And so, what are Runes? Tell us, tell us what's great about them and how you. How you got to making them? Making them, and what were you what you were doing before you were making them?
3: Okay, well, runes to start off with are coconut macaroons. Very different than macaron macaron, which has one O. Are the pretty? They sort of look like fancy, colorful Oreos,
1: and they've really come into vogue in the last 10 years because I didn't see them that much and now you see them everywhere you even see them in the McDonald's in oh Spain God. in Barcelona oh, okay, they have me. them there
3: uh, yeah I'm, I'm not so down with that I mean, I think they've come in and hopefully they're on their way out. I think they're, it's a little tired.
1: But are they related at all? No, not even a little bit. So we don't need to talk about that. No,
3: fair. Okay. So macaroons, (laughs) our kind of macaroons have two O's. Right. And they are. Those are are the ones
1: I remember as a kid.
3: Coconut haystacks, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we dip ours in chocolate and we use only the very, very best, bestest ingredients that we can source. And we. um, Where's
1: the coconut from?
3: From the Philippines. Okay, where most coconut is from? I didn't know that. It is, it is. It's hard to grow coconut in like Kansas and stuff. It's you know not a well, I tropical just remember place. From
1: my childhood days down in Miami, the coconuts on the palm trees. So,
3: um, I wonder if they can grow coconut in in Florida.
1: I don't know. Maybe. Oh, we had them. We would take them down and crack them open. Really. Yeah. How fun is that? So you should do some Florida, some ma- some Florida <laughs> coconut, some Florida macaroons. We
3: use we actually use a bunch of different kinds of coconut, and both for the sweetness factor and for the texture factor, because coconut comes in all different sorts of size grains and shreds. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people who make macaroons or Menachemitz macaroons, the the macaroons of like Jewish Passovers for the last hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the other commercial macaroon products are made with a really tiny, tiny grain of coconut so that when you bite into the macarons, they kind of taste like sawdust. There's no texture. They're not moist in the middle. They're just this dry rice-like size piece of coconut fiber. Mm -hmm. But we use uh, multiple sizes and lengths of coconut so that when you really bite into a rune, uh, you have a, a complete mouthfeel from start to finish. It's, it's moist and it's super golden and toasted on the outside and moist on the inside and um, rich and not overly sweet. That's aside from being gluten-free and grain-free. It could be
1: really sweet.
3: Yeah. Most of them are so cloyingly sweet. And that's one of the reasons is because a lot of macaroon manufacturers use a method um, where they bake it with sweetened condensed milk. Mm Mm-hmm which is already so sweet plus sugar plus egg whites those cookies for me personally are way too sweet and one dimensional there's it's sort of a lonely experience like you eat it and then it's just gone there's it's it's all you taste is the sugar never the beauty of the coconut or the other flavors that it's baked with mm-hmm. so for us we wanted to make sure that one we didn't use the sweetened condensed milk recipe so we do have eggs in our product so they're not vegan but Gluten-free, green free um, really balanced in terms of flavor, rich, toasted, golden. And all of our flavors, um, we, we pair our original macaroon recipe with other ingredients. So, for example, our chocolate espresso runes are made mm-hmm. with um, additional chocolate from Guitard. We, we partner with Guitard for all of our chocolate. We think they're wonderful. And Stumptown Hairbender Espresso, right in the batter, so the macaroons have intense flavor and um they're bold. I would definitely say our runes are bold.
1: Mm-hmm. But you don't want you don't want a timid rune. No, I mean or boring. Yeah. I that mean, come be. on. Come and on. it wouldn't be yours. No. You can tell. I, it's got your <laughs> that sounds like there's a box of them over there. And you I'm should not eat cracking one. them yet. Well, you know, your friend Heather. Yes. So full di- disclosure, she said you gotta have Jen on the podcast. You love her. And so she's right. But thank you. Um but uh, she, two things. Tell she me. was the one who said we're never going to eat when she and I partnered on this years ago, never going to eat on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> and then there's that sign over there that says, which is <gasps> so ironic in this <laughs> studio, no food or drink. Funny. So Court and I will divvy those up um, afterwards. You should. So I'd love to try one now. Don't,
3: but, don't eat one now. Otherwise, um, the police are going to come get you. Right. The sign is
1: right there. It says don't eat. There's two eat. of them, right? So, oh,
3: there's actually three.
1: Oh, see, I never see that third one. That's <laughs> to remind Court. So um, so anyway, how did you develop... Where did the idea come from? So what were you doing before this? The, what I read was you started making these for your kids.
3: I started making them with my kids.
1: With, with, with and for?
3: Well, for. I mean, I was basically looking for an activity to do with Grace, my um, my oldest daughter, who was only... I don't know, maybe two at the time. It was Thanksgiving, 2010. I was at my parents' house in Napa Valley. Um, My parents are in the food business, or they they were in the food business. My dad um, in Toronto he was the food critic for Canada's largest newspaper, and he wrote the Toronto Star. Oh, Toronto Star! Yeah, Toronto Star. That's okay. The Globe and Mail is the other paper. Right, right, right. Um, And then he created a line of products. called President's Choice for a grocery chain up in Canada called Loblaws and then he sort of started the first premium private label concept in North America and then went on to create Safeway Select and Sam's American Choice at Walmart and all these wow. food things. So, grew up in a food family.
1: So, you not only had that influence, but I'm I'm sure he's helped you a little bit along the way here.
3: He he has. He's mentored me a little bit, but uh, he, and he so he had a he had a, he wrote two cookbooks. My mom wrote and edited cookbooks also. So at that Thanksgiving eight years ago, I was looking for a project to do with my daughter. And I said to my mom, I'm going to go to the store and get some ingredients. And Grace and I are just going to bake some chocolate chip cookies. And she said, well, what are you going to make? And I said, obviously, the chocolate chip cookies from dad's cookbook. Why would I make anything else? I've made these my whole entire life. Like if you bake, you bake recipes from dad's cookbook. And she just looked at me stone faced and said, "Ugh." that's so pedestrian why don't you do something more interesting like make a macaroon and I in in that one instant my life really changed I mean I didn't know it then I knew that whoa I I I knew that I was blown away by this idea to make a product I'd never make made before Mm -hmm. but I had no idea what was involved I had no idea uh, what would become of it? i just thought i'm gonna go i'm gonna check some recipes and see what that's like i don't you know how do you even make a macaroon so on that day, um grace, my daughter, did not get to bake very much. I basically was like, go watch dora i'm I'm learning how to make macaroons and you can just sit there and maybe maybe you can help me form a cookie or two later. But I just started researching, 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 and every night. After the kids went to bed, I would bake and bake relentlessly trying to best this recipe. Like in my family, everything is is bested. Like what's the best restaurant? What's the best scotch? What's the best version of whatever it is you're eating? That's sort of the code that my family and my parents live by. So I naturally just wanted to best this recipe. And I was a graphic designer at the time. I had my own graphic design studio and I designed food packaging. Surprise, surprise.
1: Gee. <laughs> Maybe you can use that someday. I mean,
3: wouldn't that be great if I could put all of that art school education and 20 years of experience to, yeah, yeah. to
1: work for me? I, it's cool that you I, just thought of that today. It's good that <laughs> that came to your mind. You
3: are so helpful. No, I no wonder Heather wanted me to come on this podcast. <laughs> so I basically, I worked my graphic design studio from nine to five every day. And then I came home, saw the kids for an hour, and I worked on runes from 6 p.m. till 2 a.m. every night.
1: For how long? Years 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 what so was your objective to start a company or just to have the best i i think and who who was gonna know that it was the best other than your parents and your kids and then your friends and then from there you say okay let's let the world know
3: yeah it was sort of i mean it all happened slowly and very naturally like a lot of people would eat my macaroons and say oh my God, you have to quit your job and go into the macaroon business. And I laughed at it. We all laughed at it. My husband certainly laughed
1: at it for the first couple of years. What does your husband do?
3: Uh, My husband runs an innovation program at a software company called TIBCO in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. And um, his company was actually my very first customer because he would bring all of the rejects every
1: day to the office from what i baked the night before and they don't just see them as rejects they love them
3: exactly and finally the um the woman who ran the the commissary kitchen at the at his office at his huge big office said I, we we want to buy some of these they're really good they're my first customer and i thought oh my god if they want to buy them like they're willing to pay for these maybe i have something here and after helping so many food startups um, brand themselves, get packaged, get into the marketplace. I worked with my dad on a lot of um, projects where he he was mentoring individuals starting food businesses. And he would say, I'll mentor you. Um, I'm doing you know, good for the world. I'm happy to pass on all my knowledge, but you have to work with Jen and let her brand because we work really well together and st- strategically. And so we did all these projects together and I called him one day and said, I think maybe we should do this for me. And he said, I think you should, but I have no interest in being your partner. <laughs> His dads.
1: Or, That's a smart thing, I think.
3: I think it ended up being the most, the the best decision that he could have made, even though I maybe didn't see it the first 24, 48 hours. Right. Um, it really forced me to do everything by myself. And when I need a question answered, I can always call my dad and ask him. But I I didn't rely on anybody. Like I really worked my ass off to figure out how do I scale up a recipe? How do I find the right chocolate to pair this with? I mean, I spent a year working with Guitard trying to pick just the right chocolate. And I had and the where, luxury where of time.
1: Based? How'd you find them?
3: Guitard is ugh, they're just the most badass amazing chocolate company. They're they're in Burlingame, California. They have been around for 150 years. It's a family-owned business. Uh, five generations of chocolate makers making extraordinary chocolate, um, very local, high high quality, great people. Um, I I just I knew I wanted to work with somebody locally at the time, mm-hmm. and I thought their product was incredible. And we had a great working relationship, really dialing in. I would go in with my runes, baked with the samples that they had just given me, and we would taste and talk about it, and talk about how to dip cho- how to dip. Because our, our process is actually different than a lot of macaroon companies. A lot of people don't like dipping the bottom of a product in chocolate. It creates this foot, sort of this foot of chocolate, the base of the rune. Most macaroon companies either drizzle chocolate on top or they dip like half the macaroon in chocolate. So it sort of looks like a black and white cookie. I just didn't want to do that. Like my about us page. I just wanted to be different and and I wanted to do something that most people didn't do. And so it took a long time to work out, but I, I didn't have any pressure because I was running my graphic design company during the day. So it was just a passion project. And um, over the years, all the other things sort of fell away. And we moved to Portland in
1: 2015.
3: Why? <sighs> well, I guess the honest answer is Brad and I hadn't taken a vacation in 11 years because we were living to pay an extraordinary stupid high rent we're paying like six thousand dollars a month to live in a crappy house in a mediocre neighborhood not near any of our friends just so the girls could have a good school and barely keeping our heads above water even though we both worked tremendously hard and um, did all right for ourselves we like not taking a vacay for 11 years is pretty intense we just thought the quality of life that we want, you know, we want to be able to take family trips with the kids and we want to be able to do what we're passionate about, not working 20 of the 24 hours in each day. And we we pulled up roots and we just, we headed north. Brad, my husband's family actually are Oregon Trail, do you say Oregon Trail pioneers? Mm-hmm. Oregon Oregon Trailers? Wagon Heading west, I don't know. I
0: guess let's ask the guy from Utah. I know Oregon, Oregon Pioneer. It's like an Oregon, Oregon pioneers, an yeah. Oregon Pioneer. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. I'm a I'm a Utah Pioneer. <laughs> How do you so feel about that? I went, I went to school
1: it is what for, it is. I <laughs> went to school for six months. Marietta Pioneers in on, the, <laughs> in on Georgia? the Muskingum River in no in Ohio. Oh, yeah. So they were the pioneers, but we've no, all been. No, a
0: pioneer. I think I think yeah. No, I think the except is like the Pioneer Oregon Pioneer,
1: the spirit. The Oregon pioneer spirit. That's what you have, too.
3: I, I don't. Brad does. I don't. Okay.
1: Well, no, you pioneered something here.
3: Well, I pioneered. Yeah, I and pioneered a product. My my peeps came from Russia in the way back. Oh, really? From the shtetls or wherever. But um, but Brad's family came over, and he felt connected to Portland, and so we, we picked Portland. And um, it was the first time in my life that I could really... Like, I, I closed my graphic design business because I could afford to do what I was passionate about as a full-time job for, for, for the first time. I mean, was, was that
1: was that a uh, revelation with your accountant that you said, okay, I'll, I can make the transition here to, <laughs> to, from this to this, or was that your goal the whole time?
3: No, it definitely wasn't the goal the whole time. I don't think we knew what it looked like. I right. think, um, we, it was a hard first year. I'm, I'm a solar powered individual. And I don't know if you've looked outside lately, but there's not a lot of solar power going on in this place.
1: You are the reason that when I first wanted to move to Oregon, people told me you don't want to come here. And then when they found out I wasn't from California, I was more welcome How about that.
3: <laughs> I know we're horrible. Don't hate me. Don't be haters because no, I, because no. I'm originally from Toronto. That's got to earn me some street cred.
1: Like the only problem is you brought your $6,000 a month rent.
3: Concept <laughs> no, <to here. laughs> no, no, we definitely, definitely did not. But, right. um, but, um, Oh, so it was, it was, it was, a, it was a gloomy first year and Brad and I, sort of looked at each other at the end of the first year and said, why did we move here? Honestly, why did we move here if we're not going to have this life that we want for ourselves? Like, let's do all of the things that we really want to do. So I, I relaunched Runes, I rebranded, I relaunched as a Portland-based company, I changed everything, we dialed in the recipe, we... Um, hired people, I rented a kitchen, like everything full steam. How many people
1: do you have working for you I have
3: eight incredible employees working for me at the bakery now.
1: Nice. And where's the bakery?
3: Our bakery is in Southeast Industrial, kind of close to Omsi. We are right by the on-ramp to the Hawthorne Bridge across the street from Stacked Sandwich Shop.
1: Oh, yeah, we know where that is.
3: I mean, it's not, it's really good. Yeah, well, look at I, her. Caught I caught myself. I got
1: it. She gets major credit. <laughs> for. Actually, I almost
3: wrote on my hand, do not say the A word, but then I didn't have a know that,
1: that rule is now going on year four. And we used to actually call people on it, but now, you know, it, we would have to explain at the air, opening of every episode that the fact that we tell everybody, don't use the word Amazing. And so, thank you for did you did amazing balls though. I You're think the first I, one who did that. I
3: actually I talked to my husband about that yesterday. We had a full dialogue about Do you think amazeballs balls is close enough to the word that I can't say that I shouldn't say? Is it like a <laughs> derivative of amazing, and therefore, I it, it would be even more frowned upon?
1: Caused you to think, and for someone who thinks outside of the needs to not do the standard.
0: Don't use the word amazing. It's, it's used for everything. Okay. Okay. Hey, let's pause just a moment here, Chris. Talk about one of our favorite places to eat, Ringside Steakhouse. Of course. Over there on uh, Westburnside,
1: mm-hmm. where you're going to find, uh, obviously, the best steaks in town. Sure. In the state. Yep. In the region. Mm-hmm. and hmm uh, And you can... You can choose to go dine there for a special occasion or any night, or, of course, we have Prime Rib Mondays, which are really special, oh, which yeah. I just took advantage of last week, where you get a uh, uh, prime rib. So it's
0: the three-course meal. You get the prime rib, you get the, the salad beforehand, some greens. right. And you get the creme brulee. Yeah, but you can also here's a lo- another thing, and that's only thirty nine dollars. Yeah, oh, it's, you can it's tell a great the, deal,
1: which I did. We want a few more ounces. You want it to be a little thicker, mm-hmm. and they'll do that. So if you want a little more, you can add some sides to it, and it's still a very reasonable
0: experience. I always I do the lobster mash upgrade. You got to do that. Oh, yeah.
1: And then also, of course, go to ringsidesteakhouse.com and check out their happy hour menu, when it occurs, and how you go about it. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic, and you can go and have half off of lots of items
0: on the bar menu. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. The Ringside Steakhouse Bar Burger. Yeah. Is easily my favorite restaurant burger. Well, plus, or you can get the steak bites. Sure. You Forget could get that bread as well. right. and
1: just go right for the steak yeah. bites. Yeah. Oh, it's go. so good. Ringside and also the best service in town. We just on that prime rib night mm-hmm. had uh, Colin, who was a really, really nice guy. So I've mentioned Andy and Angelica before and so many great servers over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you want to really be taken care of, it's Ringside. So we have limited More. time. Okay. Oh my I'm looking gosh. at my watch. It has gone really fast.
3: We're having so, so much that's fun. I
1: know, and that's why I'm kind of peppering you with: Where is it? How many employees do you have? How you doing? Are you like? Are you really happy with the company financially? Are you? Are you at the point where you can enjoy the fruits of the labors a little bit? Are you still building it in your... Year
3: one. I mean, you're just over one. We oh, basically it's just over one. Just one. We launched September twenty three of twenty seventeen. Okay, and we started shipping runes to Alaska Airlines in. That's um, so fast. April, April, or April, or June of the June of this year.
1: And you're still shipping them. So that, are they handing them out to other? I haven't gotten one. I've been on They're Alaska Airlines
3: first class. On oh, three to six hour it.
1: flights. That explains it.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, and we just got into you, new seasons you this week.
1: get free first class tickets? Because you're serving Ugh, those people. Wouldn't that, be, um, wouldn't that be wonderful? Next contract.
3: Did you see I just did it again? I yes. almost said it. I'm, you did. You're I'm great. just going to like, you know, pat myself on the shoulder here. Um, uh, so we just got into new seasons. We're growing the business. It's really super exciting. Um, we do a lot of holiday gifting. We're coming into our busiest season. I mean, today is like... Let's hit the ground running for the next six weeks. Let's go crazy, balls to the wall, full steam ahead, full throttle, pedals to the metal. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just been, it's been a total roller coaster. I mean, I'm a, I'm the kind of person you can ask me anything. I'm pretty transparent. There's not a lot of secrets. It's, it's hard starting a business. It's, um, I don't see the kids a lot. I launched the business when I was seven months pregnant with our, with Doc, mm-hmm so a lot of juggling a lot of help from community family um I work a lot I don't sleep terribly much but I've never had pride in the way that I have pride now for what I'm doing mm-hmm. I feel so so committed to what we're making to both the quality of the product to the team that we've built like Holy shit! I employ eight people. Me,
1: right? Me. And would you be employing those people had you not gotten the contract or the order from America uh, from Alaska Airlines?
3: No, not yet. We had three people working for us before Alaska, and we ramped up to eight. And we just bought a building in Southeast Portland.
1: Wow! And in, in a year,
3: I know that's
1: impressive. Fucking crazy.
3: And um, we—it's a—it's um, in Southeast, um, and we're basically renovating that to be a production space three times the size of our current kitchen and we're launching new products next year really super exciting stuff um we're we're it's called lil Rooney's, and they're bite size
1: oh, macarons, fully enrobed in chocolate those are good so you're not feeling so bad before bedtime <laughs> jamming those things down so um so because uh, it's a good time of year i'm sure they make great gifts
3: Oh my god, and I'm so, I I'm so glad you thought of that.
1: Yeah, so what's the website?
3: Our website is eatrunes.com and we ship um all over the country.
1: Who had runes.com?
3: Um that's a really good question. I don't remember that, but we oh my god, when we started because I'm in branding and packaging, the, choosing the name and the spelling of the name was really was an intensely stressful process i wanted something that was really easy to say that sounded good that was fun that looked good visually and um we knew that we weren't going to be able to get the trademark on and we thought we weren't going to get the trademark on runes because it was there were a few other businesses um, there's a company called coco runes and snacker runes and we just thought there's no way so my lawyer really really encouraged me to try and spell it with a z and then I thought, oh, it's just really know. ugly with the Z, mm. and maybe I should name it something else. And we just thought, okay, what do we have to lose? Let's apply to see if we can get runes. R O O N S. And if we get it, it will be meant to be, and we'll move forward. And,
1: and can't even believe. How long but did it take you to, to find that out? A couple months. That's not long. Huh?
3: No, it wasn't <clears throat> terribly bad, but it's it's stuck, and it's and it's great, and we're. Um, I feel like we've had this long, like rambly, wonderful story and now I'm thinking, like, what are all the things that we wanna say in the last five minutes? Is that is that what you're five? like? Yeah, how many five, do we have? Five
1: is generous. Oh but <laughs> So here's what I'm thinking. Tell me. <clears throat> we need to have you back. Um but I'm so honored. Yeah, no, that would be great. But we need you we you just have to have another year under your belt so we know what happened in year two. Okay. Let's so, do it. Well let's We'll do something we've never done. Let's schedule <gasps> you again for the end of 2019. And, Fantastic! And have you back for that because we didn't get to cover a lot. We, we, Heather's it gonna was fun. Kill me? No, she's not at <laughs> all. It was fun in the beginning. The the key to this podcast is that people get to know you who you know someone who's doing Thanks. it they can find out about your product on the website they can eat your product
3: they can they, they can, can buy it. it they can share it they can right, gift it but not it.
1: everybody is going to run into you at the grocery store or to get to know you so that's the that's the purpose of this podcast so people to put a a personality to the product or the restaurant whatever it may be and um
3: if you see pink sparkly boots yeah. walking down the street there's a good chance it's me.
1: But you're also in Portland, so there's a good chance you might see some others with those.
3: I don't know. i got to be honest. I've probably I mean, never
1: seen those before. I feel
3: like there's a lot of Crocs and um, clogs <laughs> and maybe not so many pink stilettos. Yeah, this yeah. is
0: the, the first pair I've ever seen. So Thanks, Court. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. great.
3: We'll stop me and say hi.
1: Yeah, do. And then... Um, and uh, then buy, buy runes. Buy runes. Please. <laughs> for the holidays. So and then on Instagram it is also It's Eat Runes. Eat runes on Everything's Insta eat runes. and
3: Facebook. Yeah, babes. Don't you think you should eat runes?
1: Yeah, I would think so. And cool. we we'll, we'll we'll know even more after we crack that box. But not in the studio. Well, we'll crack it in the box in the mm-hmm. studio because we have to divvy this up. Sure. Right. I'm not just handing. Neither of us is just going <laughs> to. We don't love each other enough to just hand it like to the, the other one. "That's and say, all you yours. <laughs> but,
3: I mean, we you have to just turn the signs around so that the, you know, the, the no food or drink signs are so, watching.
1: So court forgets. So, right. yeah, <laughs> um, we'll do that. Well, so um, are you sticking around for the holidays?
3: Yeah, we are. This is we're 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 heading right into the storm right now, and we're so excited. And we oh, already got right. our Christmas tree. Stick
1: around for the holidays. I mean,
3: you. I've got a business here, and right. we do a lot of Christmas stuff. So and Hanukkah, Hanukkah super early this year. So people,
1: uh, you know what I want to ask you? Yeah. Yes. So you're new to Portland, just really quick. Tell me, do you have some products that you really respect that are Portland-based products that you've? Noted in the grocery store, or see at some of the stores. Are there some that that um, you know you would like to be associated with?
3: That is such a great question. That's a really, really great, great, like a super great question. You're stalling
1: to give the answer.
3: Well, the first thing, mm. like, there's something that comes to mind as my one of my very most favorite local products, but it's not like I didn't know if you asked me that question for being associated with from a
1: flavor or food profile. Well, just what kind? Of, you know, what do you what? what Olympia moves Provisions, you? yeah, what moves is you?
3: just. I think the most delicious, phenomenal s- charcuterie. And now that song. You,
1: Since you're close to them, you need to go to their facility in Southeast because it is spotless and beautiful and um, it's, it's, it's really impressive. Have I you used been to there?
3: work. So I used to work out in that building, right? Okay. You have to walk past the right, restaurant right. to go to the gym there. And every single day.
1: No, I'm talking about their where they. The oh, their
3: production facility. Yeah, the production oh facility. no, I've just been to the in the yellow building.
1: Yeah, no, the production facility is really, really impressive. That they do that much. You know, they have an FDA, a USDA. Yeah, inspector there that is employed full time to just inspect them.
3: There's a lot so, of inspecting to do. Apparently, I've just learned in the charcuterie space how difficult it can be with like temperatures and. Signing papers and watching and inspecting and all of that just to make sure everything's
1: cool. I I really learned how incredible they were, and I thought that the first time I saw them, but I went to a facility somewhere else that should ro- uh, remain nameless. Okay, that was just scary. No bueno. Just, Can I say
3: one other thing um, yeah. that is my truly, truly my favorite? Um, obviously, in coffee world, mm-hmm. there's there's so much here. I'm excited to try. Yeah, Proud you Mary. have to
1: like so, you have to like Stumptown because you work with them.
3: I I have two favorite coffee places. Um, Stumptown, I love their Hairbender is. So amazing! It makes the best cookies. And we tried every kind of coffee. Local coffee partners. Oh, that's cool that you them. Was and the by best. the way, the new yeah.
1: packaging is great too.
3: Oh, I love their packaging. Yeah. But my favorite latte in the city, like I will, like I have a bumper sticker I will break for, is Kova. I think Kova makes the most sensational lattes. I'm, 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 I'm addicted. All right, full yeah. blown.
1: Have to have a latte over there. I'm not really. You should. You should talk to the peeps
3: at Kova. They're so lovely. Anyway,
1: that would be a good thing.
3: Those are my. Those are my favorite. Who I talk
1: to at Kova? Do you know them? The people. Oh, the people. Yes, we'll get to the people. Have your people call their people. Yes, we'll call the people. So (laughs) thank you for you people coming on to talk to, we people.
3: It's it's truly been. A wonderful experience, and I'm so grateful. Thanks for the opportunity.
1: It's too bad that it goes so fast. Man, yeah, it did. And and it's good that it goes fast because sometimes it doesn't always go so fast. And, and so uh, we won't
0: name those occasions.
1: Yeah, you know, well, not many. I have to say, not many. Right. But we've had a couple. So and this was just really delightful. And I didn't know you before you walked into this room. Now and, we're buds. And now we're buds. And I get to try your product. And and now. We'll Hopefully other people year. have been introduced to you and what you do.
3: Thank
2: you so much, you guys. Thank you. Hey. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at Right at the dot com.